What's up guys and welcome to our next installment of the mini series that we got going on today. We are talking about the Chicago Bears. They finished 8-8 eight and eight in their division last year, which is actually surprising because um, they really don't really have a lot of fantasy relevancy. I guess, I mean, that really doesn't go hand in hand. So, um, But we're going to talk about their fantasy relevancy that they do have, starting with their quarterback situation. And this is a tough one. Um, I have Foles starting the season and actually being their, their starter for all 16 games, but obviously with everything going on and no like real training camp and no preseason games, it's hard to really project that. Trubisky does have the upper hand. For the most part, though, I don't really see there being a huge difference in stats between the two. So I'm going to give you what I had for Foles. There might be a little little bit more in the rushing department for Trubisky, which would, which would make him a little bit more relevant, but I got him at about 3,000 yards passing uh 20 touchdowns passing and 10 interceptions so holding on at the ball a little bit more trubisky you might get a little bit more interceptions with um 75 yards rushing on the ground no touchdowns i mean long story short just i mean just avoid avoid chicago's passers i guess um you got trubisky or you got nick Foles. i guess if you're in a in a two quarterback league super flex league they're both probably going to be rostered and then whoever ends up starting has the upper hand as far as like uh on your fantasy roster but i don't see a situation in a single quarterback league where i'm playing any of these guys even against the team like say they go and have a division battle against detroit where it could be a a, a back and forth battle I'm, I'm not playing any of these guys at all yeah i mean we can talk more about their wide receipt running back which is a little more interesting but I mean, no matter how you slice it, you're not starting Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky unless you're in a super flex league. And if you are, that sucks. I mean, that's the reality for me is, uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky, I will say in 2018 was 15th and we saw a much different Matt Nagy offense in 2018. Uh, you know, and overall it was disappointing how terrible he was last year. They were 13th in pass attempts. So it's not like he didn't have an opportunity. He just stunk. So uh, I don't, based on what I've seen from Mitch Trubisky, I don't expect him to perform long term. So uh, I don't know how that QB situation, I think at this point they connected or uh, they invested so much in Trubisky, they should just give him the chance. But uh, I'm not really relying on either one of these guys. Uh, gun to your head, you got to play either a Chicago Bears quarterback or the Atlanta Falcons defense. Uh, I mean, I think I would just quit fantasy at that point, but I guess the Bears defense, or not, yeah, Bears, yeah, I picked the Bears defense. I, uh, yeah, probably the Bears QB situation. Like I said, Trubisky showed a little bit of potential in 18, so I guess. All right. Uh, I just, I, you used the word stink, so I had to put them two together. Um, their running back situation, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not bad at all. Um, I actually have an article on David Montgomery. They got Tariq Cohen, who's an excellent pass catcher out of the backfield. Whoever's under center is going to utilize Tariq Cohen as much as they can. Um, in my article that I talked about, David Montgomery, I talked about how the how the offensive line kind of struggled last year. Their their interior offensive line is really good. Cody Whitehair is a really good center. He's one of the better interior offensive linemen. But as a whole, the whole unit was just bad. Um, so even if they improve by just 50%, you're going to get better numbers out of David Montgomery. His 3.7 yards per carry should go up into the low fours, even mid fours if, if 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 it can um and that's just gonna i mean you're just gonna get another two 250 more yards just there hopefully you get some more 
touchdown opportunity from him. So I think overall he's going to be much better this year just with the uh, offensive line just hopefully coming out and being better that i mean that's all they got to do they really don't have any they really don't have many changes per se on the offensive line so it's like okay you're you're uh it the, the definition of, of insanity is um doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results but they they're not bad they just under they underachieved by a lot so if they play how they're supposed to play and up to their potential then montgomery could be a really good running back and uh, help out your fantasy team and Tariq cohen is just going to be Tariq cohen catching balls out of the backfield yeah i mean david montgomery it's kind of a shame to me because i do think he has a lot of talent but i just have no faith in that offensive line i mean could they improve a little bit i mean i guess but i i mean pro football focus has their offensive line ranked as 25th heading into the season last year they performed 27th so i guess that's a slight improvement yes it's not great but yeah i mean it's something i guess um but yeah i mean overall and i was just disappointed they didn't do anything really to address that offensive line i think they're just kind of banking on those guys being better this year and you know we'll see how that turns out for them but david montgomery He's one of the last guys that you're taking. He's going 24th off the board among running backs right now. And he's really the one of the last running backs that I consider to be a bell cow going off the board. Because I do. As much as Cohen's involved, David Montgomery, this is still his backfield. Cohen's just a, a pass-catching back. I mean, he's more of a you know, Darren Sproles. He kind of reminds me of uh, kind of in that mold. But uh, David Montgomery has all the volume. Kind of mentioned it previously. But, yeah, he just needs to prove his efficiency he can't be averaging 3.7 yards a carry and produce a lot of fantasy relevance so i think in the end that's what it comes down to for him he was 32nd in points per game last season i will mention that the lack of passing volume does concern me a little bit i think it caps his upside i don't think he'll ever break into that top 10 category unless he gets more involved in the passing game and we mentioned that with some of our top tier guys like uh derrick henry josh jacobs how they need more passing game work and i can say the same thing about david montgomery Tariq cohen takes all of those touches and cohen himself has actually been pretty productive in fantasy drafts right now he's the 36th back off the board and in terms of his production he's always beat that in 2018 he was 11th in terms of points scored 27th in 2019 so i think he offers decent value not a sexy name but he's a guy that's borderline top 25 in ppr formats that you can get a little later and speaking of Tariq cohen he does uh, return some punts too so he adds a little bit in the special teams game as well and we do like to throw that in there a little bit and then we're going to talk about their wide receivers now but they also picked up cordell patterson who also returns kicks so he is we'll talk about their wide receivers right now but cordell patterson who returns kicks he's he offers a little bit there too um so definitely some more value between Tariq cohen and cordell patterson but getting into the wide receivers you got alan robinson who's just leagues above the other guys on this team you got cordell patterson who they brought in anthony miller who's been a little bit of a disappointment but he's uh he's still he's been hurt um starting to come into his own a little bit so hopefully he gives Foles or trubisky another weapon there uh riley ridley just want to mention him he's calvin ridley's brother um they brought in ted ginn too so they got they got some names here i mean alan robinson like i said he's he's 
the top and then just a bunch of like number threes so it's who's gonna step up and be the number two who's gonna who do you trust if you had to take anybody here outside of Allen robinson yeah i mean i'm gonna go backwards here because i actually think their depth chart's interesting they just have a lot of names i'm like okay i mean just interesting to me <laughs> i mean starting off a guy you didn't mention darnell mooney who they drafted this year i've stashed him in a few leagues on my taxi squad he's a speedy guy a deep ball threat so uh, he might have an opportunity just because you look at this. I don't know who's going to you know, make the next step forward. So I think he could be worthy of a taxi squad stash. You mentioned Riley Ridley and Javon Wims, two Georgia boys. Uh, actually, both of them kind of showed flashes at the end of last year when they had a lot of injuries and uh, Anthony Miller was down for a little while. So I think both of those guys have a little bit of potential. It's just a matter if they get the playing time. Javon Wims had a huge preseason last year. I remember he was one of those guys going into last year, similar to Jacoby Myers from the the Patriots. You're like, oh man, they're going to have a huge season. And that's proves why you don't read that much into the preseason right there but uh you know just interesting names riley really javon wims are both young guys if they get the playing time you know we'll see what they can turn into i've seen them play well previously they have ted ginn there more of a gadget player i'm a little surprised to see ted ginn not listed as one of their return men i mean that's kind of been his thing his entire career Mm -hmm. but i think cordell cordero patterson is essentially a younger ted ginn at this point uh, in his career so i uh cordero patterson they have him listed as their starting wide receiver on the right side that would be insane to me Uh, i mean cordell patterson's more of a gadget player to me um you know that's where i start to say okay anthony miller's in the slot alan robinson starting on the outside Cordero Patterson isn't seriously a wide receiver. So that's where I could see maybe a guy like Riley Ridley or Javon Wims stepping in. So I w- I'm not drafting him, but, you know, potential's there. Yep. So going to their two guys that you're probably drafting, Allen Robinson first, probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the entire NFL, I would say. He's currently going as the 10th wide receiver off the board. I mean, this is a guy who's very volume-based. When you start looking at it, we're like, okay, who's going to get the targets here? I mean, just keep keep giving them to Allen Robinson at that point instead of arguing, you know, oh, is it going to be Javon Wims, Riley Ridley, Tenget? I mean, just give the ball to Allen Robinson. He's your best wide receiver. I can't see any of these guys, even if they produce, I can't see any of them eating into his uh, target share. I mean, he had a ton of targets last year. He was top five last year. And uh, I don't think that's going to change. Um, he was he scored the eighth most points last year. So I was going the 10th wide receiver off the board. Pretty fair. And I would say his upside's a little capped by his quarterback situation. So not a guy I'd say, oh, man, he offers so much value at his ADP. No, but he's going to produce at that point. Mm-hmm. I trust him as a low-end wide receiver one. And I think that's what he is with the Bears right now. Anthony Miller, though, I will say, I think he provides the most value of any wide receivers in this group. Um, he's he, Over the last five games, and like I said, I mentioned I read a lot into the end of the season, especially for a team like this. They weren't overly competing for a playoff spot, so you can really tell a lot about a young player when they perform well. Over the last five games, he was the 23rd best wide receiver last season. That's kind of interesting. Uh, He had 85 total targets on the season, 
And uh, he's going as the 53rd wide receiver off the board in drafts right now. So when you look at his improvement at the end of last year, he's their slot guy. So you expect him to kind of rack up some targets in that spot. So he's a guy you could see get, you know, 100 targets this year. And maybe he gets 60, 70 catches. So 53rd wide receiver off the board. I like Anthony Miller's value quite a bit. All right. Yeah. Allen Robinson is a target monster. Anthony Miller, if he can, uh, if he can stay healthy, he can he can be another weapon for this team. Um, moving on to the tight ends, the Bears used to have 26. Now they only have 25 because they traded away Adam Sheehan to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, really, the only two of note are Cole Komet, who they took with their. They didn't have a first round pick because they're still kind of paying for uh, Khalil Mack. Um, this is, I think, this is the last first round pick that they gave up for him. So, uh, their first pick that they had in this draft was in the second round. They took Cole Komet, who's the top tight end uh, rated this year coming out of the coming out of college. And then they also threw some money at Jimmy Graham, um, who they grabbed from. He was formerly with Green Bay. His best years are behind him. His best years were with uh, with New Orleans. Um, he really didn't. I mean, he didn't click with Aaron Rodgers. So. How's he going to click here in, in in Chicago with Trubisky and Nick Foles? But what do you think about this tight end situation here? Yeah, I mean, I can make this pretty quick. Number one, Cole Komet, you don't trust a rookie tight end. I mean, that's kind of the end of story for fantasy. You see rookie tight ends that have performed in the past, but it's very few and far between. Even like Noah Fant last year, who performed really well, was only 16th in points, so he didn't offer a ton of fantasy value. This is a, a really this is an offense that's probably going to struggle this year. So not trusting a rookie tight end, and you said it, Jimmy Graham's done at this point. So there's nothing to uh, really discuss. Don't draft them, and they're not going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I mean in dynasty, Cole Komet's definitely a nice stash. Um, if you play in like a super uh, a tight end premium league, he he might be a little more valuable or like deeper benches, but yeah, Maybe. bring them up there. Uh, getting into their special teams, which we have a little bit of uh, not much to say here. Um, what do you got to say about their kicking situation? My notes say no. All right, next. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they play, we like to talk about conditions that they play in and stuff like that. And they actually do play two games, at least two games. I don't know the rest of their schedule, but at least two games in domes, Detroit, Minnesota, but there it's this this offense isn't really going to move the ball that much to where their your kicker is going to be uh relevant and then green bay and, and chicago are both outdoors windy and and snowy so i'm not touching any of these kickers whoever ends up making whoever ends up being the starting kicker we already talked about their kick and punt returners with Tariq cohen and cordell patterson kind of giving you some uh some value there moving out of their defense this is their bread and butter this is most of the reason why they were eight and eight last year, um, they got a a handful of good IDPs, and then overall the defense as a whole is still pretty solid. Now they've definitely fallen off a little bit from when they when they were up there as far as like the top two, top three defense from a couple of years ago, and they play in a tough division where any one of those other three teams could put up points. So it, it's kind of hard to say, okay, Chicago is going to, Chicago's defense is going to keep me into this, keep me in this game when you got Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford who could all throw the ball all over the place. But Khalil Mack is a nice, uh, probably one of your best IDPs that you got on this team. Roquan Smith is another one of those top IDPs. Robert Quinn, a little under the radar. Danny Trevathan. So a nice group of linebackers that they got there. 
Eddie Jackson is probably one of the top safeties in the league, um, getting you some tackles back there. So if you want to go, if you need to play a defensive back, Eddie Jackson might be a good way to go. Kyle Fuller is a good cornerback, but again, with uh, with fantasy, you don't really want to target the number one cornerback because they're not going to get a lot of work their way. So they got, and then Akeem Hicks um, coming on the defensive line. If you have to play a lineman or, or something like that, then he's definitely a name to look out for. But So you got some good names overall, and then the defense as a whole should be pretty solid. Uh, not enough. I mean, they're not coming off as a number one defense anymore off the board, but they're, they're definitely being drafted in, in most 10 and 12 team leagues. Yeah, so 2018, they were the number one fantasy defense. Last year, surprisingly, they were 20th, so they allowed the fourth fewest points, but this is by fantasy pro scoring, and I guess this is a point we haven't really talked about before, but understand your defensive scoring and how you get points. I mean, when you look at the Bears as a whole, they have a ton of just really good real-life players. When you talk about Akeem Hicks, a great defensive tackle, Eddie Goldman, arguably the best nose tackle in football. Um, Khalil Mack does have some IDP value, as you mentioned. The reason why, and I've mentioned this previously, that you're looking for tackles in your linebacking core, but Khalil Mack, in, uh, he does on sleeper, and I'm not sure about other formats. They haven't released it yet, but he has defensive lineman eligibility. So if he gets 10-plus sacks as a defensive lineman, he offers a lot of value there. Roquan Smith, I would say, is probably their most valuable asset right now. Last season only played in 12 games, but had 101 tackles. Rookie season was really impressive, 122 tackles and five sacks. So this is a guy that has a potential to get you over 100 tackles and sacks. So there's a lot of value there. He's kind of going as the 15th linebacker off the board right now. So uh, some potential for value there. Robert Quinn, you already mentioned, he also has dual eligibility. He's played a little bit of D-line. That's primarily where he played when the Rams played a 4-3 when he was in uh, St. Louis slash L.A. But he's another guy that can get over 10 sacks and offer some value as a defensive lineman. And then lastly, I'll finish up with Eddie Jackson. And I said this about Minka Fitzpatrick in the last episode, but Eddie Jackson is a fantastic playmaker this is not a knock against him as a safety but he scored the 53rd most points among dbs last year that's just a perfect example and he's a guy that's very interception reliant in 2018 he has six interceptions but still he was only the 21st best db in idp scoring so it's once again one of those things you're gonna see eddie jack i've seen him go top five as a db in a lot of drafts but you just can't do it you can't get drawn in by the name all right, so final thoughts on the Bears. Um, like we said, they finished 8-8 eight and eight and third in their division, uh, behind or right ahead of the Lions, who were 3-12-1. I actually, one of my bold predictions this year is that the Lions are going to make the playoffs. So I got Chicago finishing in fourth, Minnesota dropping down, finishing in third, Detroit moving up to second, and then Green Bay winning the division. As far as the record goes for Chicago, um, I could – see them at like seven and nine six and ten i mean eight and eight is probably best case for them it's hard to like it's it's hard to say that they're going to be worse than eight and eight because of the fact that they they may have got better with uh with their quarterback i mean nick Foles could be better than trubisky but at the same time um i think the lions definitely are going to improve they were zero and six in their division last year so i mean take two wins away from the from the bears and give them to the lions that's that brings them down to six and ten um if if my predictions are right then then obviously i think the lions are going to 
beat the Bears in those games, or at least one of those games. So that's going to take a win away from them, putting them at seven and nine at the very least. So I could see a six and ten, seven and nine, last place finish for the Bears. Yep, I agree. I think the Bears will finish in last place in this division. And for me, I think they're an injury or two on the defensive side of the ball from being or having the number one pick next year. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people have that take, but, you know, they're my underdog candidate, I guess I'll say, to be the worst team in the league. I mean, I think this offense could be that bad. Um, and I think it would just make a lot of sense from an organizational standpoint, move on from Mitch Trubisky, draft Trevor Lawrence, get rid of Matt Nagy, bring in a new G, just start over, clean slate. You know, they have a good defense, which is a great starting point for a young quarterback, less pressure on them. So I won't say they're going to be the worst team in the league, but I think they're an underdog candidate. And uh, yeah, I definitely, I would have them in last place as well. I think the Lions are going to be improved. Get that Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney combination in Chicago. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right, that's it for the Chicago Bears episode. We'll see you guys next time.